Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life. That's right, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. It's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the Internet featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. Uh, We've got another issue coming up next week. We'll put out our June issue and my conversation with uh, Tess Gerritsen, the suspense writer, she of she who created Rizzoli and Isles. Oh, that was a lot of fun. I've been wanting to talk to her for a long time. I interviewed her years ago, but the video got corrupted, so we never got to post it. That's a true story. But now this one, it's not been corrupted. It'll be up there. So that'll be coming up next month, and you can find it at authormagazine.org, and we're funded by the good people at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association, supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. And, uh, you know, it's a great organization to belong to. So, for instance, last they have monthly meetings, and uh, we do them over Zoom. We've been doing them over Zoom. We're probably going to keep doing them over Zoom because, you know, for instance, I did one for them last Thursday. It was great. Got to talk to people about when they feel uninspired, when they're feeling unmotivated. This is what I love to talk to people about. And so we had a nice hour chatting about that, and then they all broke up into their uh, critique groups. This is what you have available to you if you're a member of the PNWA. Yes, indeed. You also can sign up for their yearly writers conference, which will be done in September. Again, it'll be virtual still. I think uh, next, the year after 2022, we're going to do a little, do it differently. But this year, still going to do it virtually. So go ahead and check it out at PNWA.org. PNWA.org. Great stuff. Uh, yes, I will be teaching a virtual uh, workshop for Everyone Has What It Takes uh, at the New York. Uh, well, it would have been in New York, but the Writers Digest Conference, their big yearly conference, and I'll be doing that long uh, sort of all-day con- uh, workshop on why everybody has what it takes. Because, well, it, one week from today, people, one week from today, and it being May 25th, so June 1st, everyone has what it takes, a writer's guide to the end of self-doubt will be available wherever fine books are sold. Oh, I hope you've pre-ordered your copy. Don't worry. Once it comes out, it'll be available too. And everyone is invited uh, to my book launch. I'm going to put it on my website. If you want to come to the book launch, come. It's going to be virtual. Everybody's invited. And I'm going to be doing that June 3rd, the evening of June 3rd. You're all invited. Come along. Check it out. It'll be a lot of fun. It's free. It's fun. And I promise to be as entertaining as I possibly can. Hey, speaking of entertaining, today is going to be entertaining. We've got Blake Robbins. Lucky us, Blake is an award-winning director, writer, and actor. His feature film writing and directing debut, The Sublime and the Beautiful, world premiere at the Sundance Film Festival to rave reviews, and went on to win eight grand jury awards at film festivals around the globe. His follow-up film, The Scent of Rain and Lightning, got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and world premiere at the Atlanta Film Festival as the opening night film and won nine grand jury awards on the festival circuit prior to a theatrical release. But he's also an actor. Yes, he is. And he's known for performances such as Dave Brass on the critically acclaimed HBO series Oz, Tom Halpert on NBC series comedy The Office for the cult hit Firefly, yes, from creator Joss Whedon, for playing Mitch Glendor on FX's Sons of Anarchy, and for appearing opposite Sean Bean on the TNT series Legends. Among his more than 35 film appearances are Wind River, The Martyrs Remake, the Ugly Truth opposite Gerard Butler, as well 
I'm sure you all know this already, as the cult hit Rubber, in which he starred opposite a killer tire named Robert. He's with us now, Blake. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. Uh, listening to you read my bio is the highlight of my week. <laughs> yeah, I should hire myself out just to read people's bios. It's one of my pleasures. In yeah, I like it's going to be my outgoing enjoy. phone, my outgoing phone message from now on. I'm going to take this, <laughs> rip it, and I'm going to people going to have to listen to it before they leave me a message. I like it. This is who I, like I am. It. So Blake, all right. So you're you're an interesting guy. It's quite a little. That's just a condensed IMDb of Blake Robbins. Um, were you, as a creative person, was it mm-hmm. acting first, writing? For, what was your what was the first creative venture that really lit yeah. up for you? Acting. I was an actor. Uh, I went yeah. to acting school. I uh, you know I started in New York. Went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. All right. um, just decided I, I wanted to, to be an actor and, uh, and have fortunately for me for the last 25 plus years since getting out of acting school, you know, done that predominantly You've been doing uh, it. to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, we, so you hat, started, swinging away. So, so you started, but so it's always interesting because most artists yeah. do not know other artists growing up. Or they don't know professional artists growing up. Some do. But a lot of us, yep. most of us just come from, you know, a life of people. And the arts has a lot of mystique around it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not like getting a job at a bank or being a lawyer, even like a doctor, which takes a tremendous amount of, you know, uh, schooling and know-how. And so were yep. you, what was your family like? What was, was there any kind of, anything happening there around um, the arts? Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's where things were a little different for me. Both of my parents, mom and dad, were uh, never professional, but always involved in community theater. Ah. And while I had very little interest in it growing up, uh, I definitely went to see their shows. When, they were, when I was five, six years old and they were putting on plays, I was stuck, you know, there if they couldn't get a babysitter, me and my brother right. and, and later my sister, you know hanging out. Uh, no, I, I did sports predominantly as a, right. as a teenager um, and went away to college, was, was getting a degree in business. My dad was a businessman and uh, uh-huh. maybe this will come up later. There's a lot of that training and that uh, proximity to the ideas of business that have yeah. um, laid a lot of my groundwork in terms of this business and writing and directing and everything that, that came later. But uh yeah, I was exposed to theater uh, with my parents, although not but, they were never professionals. They always did it. You know, it was just a love, a passion of theirs. You know, I, I was into sports, too. As a, I mean, I was definitely knew I wanted to be an artist, but I, I, I was very serious about sports, like in high school, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I've always felt there is some crossover between the performance of of you know sports and that of acting that there, that there's a certain mindset that that has crossover there. Did you find that to be the case? Yeah, you know when you said that, the first thing that uh, you know flashed in my brain was being in the moment, right? Yeah. Being in the zone, yeah. being in the moment. I think both yeah. uh, require both uh, both are addictive in that in that sort of way that when you're fully present and engaged in something that uh, feels bigger than you. That feels, yep. you know, about about the community, about the people observing, about the people you're doing it with, the, the collaboration. Yep. 
I think I think that's where I see the most um, obvious overlay between sports and and and, and uh, at least at least theater and, and filmmaking and and those types of things. Writing obviously is a very different muscle and is very solitary. But uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But you also have to be in the moment to write. I got to say, just you yeah. just don't have the the uh, the lights and the other people to sort of. But you bet you, you, I can't do it unless I'm in. It's just a different way of being in the moment for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, um, uh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, so I, I I did some acting. I was very interested in that also, uh, although I I realized I didn't want to pursue it. But I I wrote a show for a while and I put it up. You know, it was a sketch comedy show, and I loved. Um, the stage and the immediacy of it and the sort of just the electricity of having people there and you've got to just mm-hmm. do it and, and bouncing off people. And the few times I did uh, stuff with, you know, TV type stuff, um, it was hard for me because it was hard for me to get that same energy, just, okay, mm-hmm. go. And now you got to do it. I, it, you know, and most actors start by training on the stage, just kind of just, it's it's rare, it seems to me, unless you're like a child star or something. Did you have that? Was there anything you had to learn about making that transition from stage to screen, just how you do it as an actor? Um, yeah, yeah, I would say absolutely. They're slightly different mediums. Um, I mean, they're different mediums. Um, for me, personally, one thing is always the... Um, the most important thing, which is authenticity. Right. Just authentic truth telling. Uh, to me, that translates film, TV, you know, right. uh, stage work. And I'm not a big fan of the artifice that sometimes comes with theater. You know, right. I respond more right. to, to, to the theater that feels very um, like fly on the wall. I just happen to be here. It's right. not being performed for me. I'm just observing right. it. And that's the theater I'm drawn to. But there is a technical reality of how to share generously a, a theatrical production versus television because the camera and the microphone are going to meet you. That's right. You yeah. know, right at your doorstep, like right up yeah. in your face. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you don't have to reach someone if you're fortunate enough to be in an 800 or 1,000 seat theater. Still, that still has to, yeah. I always tell my people I train or work with or in my own thought, um, you have to be generous enough to, to share it with everyone that comes, not yes. just the front row. That's right. It's just yeah. important. I've, I've, seen, I've seen both done. Um, I've seen, I, 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 I saw a famous television film actor, do some theater, star in a, uh, a production of um, Three Car Names Desire and um, got a standing ovation from the first five, six rows. And the rest of the theater <laughs> had no idea what they were standing for. But right, they right. were obviously blown away. And I know the acting was uh, real, organic, and, and truthful. It yeah. just didn't reach anyone past those first five, six, seven rows. And I'm not yeah. going to help the person. It's a great right. actor. But I, I think that's just in, in my mind. The thought process there is okay. Generosity. How do you how do you how do you do the same thing, but make it work for everyone to come? Yeah, I uh, love that. I love it. Deny generosity. It. You can't deny the reality. Generosity. How do you figure that, that out? So, for oh, me as a so director, true. if I was staging a perform perform uh, a theater performance, um, sometimes yeah. you just need the actors to get a couple of feet further away from each other. So it still feels intimate, but can be believably heard. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. on a large yeah, yeah. stage, if that's your bedroom, um, you know, whereas in a TV or film, we might be right next to each other and, and everyone can hear and see, you know. Yeah. In the theater, maybe you just need a little more space between the actors and it still feels intimate, but now everyone can hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I do love that word generosity. I know that myself, my career finally took off when I mm-hmm. saw what I was doing in terms of offering something, giving away, not necessarily mm-hmm. literally, but as a generous mm-hmm. act. When I stopped looking at it as for what was in it for me, but what mm-hmm. I was giving and it's it's. I think it's a huge difference. In fact, I, you know what it was? I was I was watching a master class with the oh god, I always forget her name, but she's one of the great Broadway divas. She's still around. She's still one of the big ones. I mean, she's one of the big ones. Um, Patty Lapone. Yes, Patty Lapone. And she was doing a, a master class for some um, for some college aged, you know, future mm-hmm. stars probably. And I, she was the first one I heard. She was doing it, and she said, "Give it away. You give it away." You give it all away. I thought she's right. She's absolutely right. And, you know, for the star, it's about being seen. But no, she's giving that song away. She's giving. I thought it was so beautiful. And it really, it stuck with me all this time. And that's generosity. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. So, so okay. So you, you get out of college, young guy, yeah. ambitious, but uh, had you super felt good like. Super good looking, super good oh, looking, yes. really smart, yes. talented. Yes. Yep. Yes. And no one cared. No one cared. Nobody cared. Who the hell are you? For, did you feel, I mean, did you, did you get a sense in college? Like, I think I've got some chops. I think I, or did, I mean, what was your, th- what did you think about yourself at that age? Oh, I don't know. I think I was terrified. Um, yeah. You know, I think I was, uh, well, here, here's the truth about me as a storyteller. Um, I use the word dance in the last year or so. I dance with my insecurities. I dance with my fears. I dance with my uncertainty. I dance because I used to fight, resist, and I used to pretend it didn't exist. And I used to um, put all this energy into um, avoiding my own reality, which was that I just didn't feel good enough. I just didn't feel worthy. I just didn't feel all the things a lot. I think everybody Yep. On some level experiences. And I would say that if you're really sensitive, like most artists are, you probably feel that even more than others, you know, yep. and, and it's not better or worse, right or wrong. It's just my experience of life and my experience yep. of life at that time when I was in my late twenties, early thirties, when I got out of acting school was I didn't really I didn't really have an awakening or an awareness of how I was dealing with and managing my insecurities, my anxieties, my fears. And um, so I spent, I put a lot of energy into masking and pretending that I didn't have them. And um, that set me back. It it took me about, you know, 15, 20 years. It was only until I started to, um, (laughs) I was thinking the other day and I knew we were going to have this conversation. So it, and, and it caused me great anxiety. It caused me oh, great anxiety. Really? I, I'm being honest. Okay. I'm being honest. When I know that yeah. I am going to be heard by people that I don't know. Yeah. And again, you have to remember, or I remember, I have to remind myself, just because I know it's silly, just because um, I know it's It's not stupid, enough. Doesn't, no. mean it, that doesn't mean it's not happening. That's right. And whereas yep. 
20 years ago, I would have not owned that, oh, I'm having anxiety about this upcoming conversation with Bill, and people are going to be listening, right. and what do I do about that? And, right. And where do I right. come from? Who am I? Right. And I have an inordinate amount of anxiety. So I dance with it. Now it's acknowledging that I have a partner and that the dance can be beautiful, that the dance actually can be the thing that makes it all work. Um, It it, it can actually elevate the experience. It can actually elevate me. So I'm saying all this because this is also how it applies to me as an actor, as a writer, as a director, as an artist is okay. um, If I acknowledge all the things that are happening for me in real time, and danced with them, then then some of the fear becomes manageable. Some of the, uh, I'm not good enough, receives just enough. You know, I can, I can, I can, I can have it another day. I can give it a little bit of a timeout and and I can do. And I can, I can can thrive where 20 years ago I couldn't. And you know what's going on? Actually, I think this, yes, go ahead. I was going to say, you know what's going on there, I think, Blake, is that when we mask something, we resist it. And if we ignore it, it actually compounds it. It compounds it. Every everything we fight becomes a multiplier. It becomes a multiplier of two times four times five. It 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 gums up all the works. It does. It totally does. You know what it reminds me of is I did Aikido for years. uh, It's a martial art, and it's a beautiful martial art. And the whole idea is. You don't try to block the opponent's attack. You, mm-hmm. you direct the energy of the attack. You never, you exactly. never confront it. You just work with it and then redirect it to a place where they can't hurt you or themselves. That was the ultimate ideal. And I thought it was a beautiful and way of dealing with it. And isn't that sort of a dance? That's, that's, that's right. Sort that's of what a, I was thinking of. Self-defense that's right. dance. That's right. Exactly. That's right. You don't. You don't make the other person wrong, strangely, even though yep. they're attacking you. Uh, well, that yeah. is great. I like it. The dance. I totally agree. <laughs> you have to, you know, I have my, you know, stuff that I do to myself. But yep. the more I have admitted it, now I can see it and sort of let it yeah. go. Uh, if it's a, I don't have to worry that it means anything about me, you know? Yeah. I think that was one of the I, things I used to I like to use to this do. phrase, what you're talking about. I like to use this phrase. I have it. It doesn't have me. Yeah. 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 I, do. I, have, well, I have these things, but they don't own me anymore the way that they used to. They used to take up shop and, and cause, you know, much more destruction. Now, now, now I have them, but I work with them. And, you see uh, people. And actually that whole process can elevate things. Absolutely. Because, um, because I don't know, I, you know, by 55 years of observation, I don't see any artists out there whose work I love that don't have real issues with their own self-doubt, yeah. their own insecurity. The people yeah. that are completely without that tend to make really, uh, really shallow stuff or really uh, stuff that, you know, doesn't seem to have the same impact on me. I don't want to knock it because all creation is, you know, yeah. something that should be appreciated on some level. But if I'm going to be truthful about it, I'm drawn, I'm drawn to the performances by actors who I know it costs them something to do it. If someone can right. come out and effortlessly cry, you know, that doesn't do anything for me. But if I know 
that someone's, it's costing them something to give that performance on some level. Yeah, they can make it look effortless, but it just can't be without any price. And I think all art, um, I respond more to the stuff that costs the person something. Like they're, they're in it. They're in the game. They're taking right. the hits. They're taking the bump, and they're, yeah. still, and they're still moving forward. That's yeah. where I start to, my humanity engages, my artistic, um, you know, that little hair on the back of the neck, the tingle that gets. So, so that's what I try to bring to all of my stuff, my movies, the I, films that I've made, yeah. that I've directed, the, the stuff I act in. That's, that's, that's what I'm looking for. It's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, well, they, the, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I teach um, – I teach a lot of personal essay writing and I write a lot of, per- I, essentially even the books I write are like have each chapter is just like a long essay, a personal essay filled with a lot of stories mm-hmm. and stuff. And one of the keys to writing this kind of stuff is go where the trouble is, go where your fear is, go where your anxiety mm-hmm. is, go where you are unhappy. Cause that's where the, it doesn't mean you stay there. You usually it's, you learn from mm-hmm. it. There's something that life is trying to show you, but that's where the heat is mm-hmm. where you struggled because that's where you're, you had the most to learn. Uh, because it's mm-hmm. not as if the things that were just came so easily to one, it's harder to write about. It's actually much harder to write about mm-hmm. than where you struggled and where you were afraid. Mm-hmm. And that's where the juice is. You know, that's where, that's where the, the story is. And I, and I totally agree that, and, and let me ask you, when you're watching a performance, if you don't know anything about the actor mm-hmm. and you don't know about, um, you know, if you don't know their history or you weren't involved in the, the, the production anyway, mm-hmm. do you feel like you can sense where they're coming from just by watching it? Um, you know, it's funny. <laughs> uh, just going to preface this by saying, so I've acknowledged all my insecurities and all my fears and everything, but I've also yeah. in the last year, which really powerful is I, I know what I bring. Now I have great, yeah. tremendous confidence in who I am and what I can do. And one of my strengths as a director, as a writer, as an artist is I know the truth when I see it on my level. Right. Now, it's only yeah. my version of a truth. But right. as a director, I feel like I am the filter for, the, for what's happening and what the audience who eventually sees the film will see. So right. no matter how many people I'm collaborating with, it's my responsibility to be that filter. And I don't shy away from that. I right. own that because I would rather fail doing my thing than fail doing what other people want me to do. Right. If yes. That's going to happen. Yes. hundred I'm never going to fail on someone else's terms. I'm only going right. to fail on my own and I can right. live with that. That's, that's right. my artistic integrity. Right. So this is a long way of saying, I know good acting from, from acting. Right. That, that, that's like one of my strongest, like the performances. I think RJ who's seen both my films will say, uh, the scent of rain and lightning, the sublime and beautiful and anything that comes after it. Whether you respond to the film or not, no one, no one questions the acting, the integrity right. of it, because right. I think that's like, that's where I'm very certain of myself and where I'm very certain that I can help an actor. Um, I, I say this to people, for me, good acting smells. It has a smell to it. And to me, it's more distasteful than bad acting. At least bad acting is, there's some value in it. People are trying, people are struggling, people aren't doing it right. well. And I admire it more. I, I respond more. What I really can't stomach is good acting. Because Just it makes me feel safe. It makes me be, yeah. 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 I mean, I can, and I can work with an actor as to what to do it. Cause I've done it. Right. I have, I, you know, I've struggled with, Oh, I can slide through this. 
Nothing yeah. is going to surprise me in this scene because yeah. I have figured it out. And, uh, you know, yep. there's little, little nuggets that I can talk to, but people know when they're watching good acting, psycho, uh, uh, whether they have any um, ability to articulate it, dissect it, pull it apart, but somewhere in the recesses of their brain, we know the difference between a performance that is organic and surprising and, and scary and that we yep. don't know what going to happen because they don't know what's going to happen and it's right. become alive on a different level versus oh yeah i'm safe here because the actor right. is safe they yeah. have actually protecting themselves against any discovery anything organic anything happening that will put them off quote unquote right. their game and they're yeah. good at mirroring truthful behavior right to me that's as distasteful <laughs> so so <laughs> i will so, yes, if I'm watching a performance, I'll have an opinion, a strong opinion. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it it's is. so interesting that, that it's so mirrored the writing experience because the whole mm-hmm. interest in writing is always discovery. It's always the, and, and one of the challenges you have to remember as a writer is, is I have to keep reminding myself and I write about experiences I've had is you don't know mm-hmm. what this is about. You don't know what this is about. Go find out what it's about. You will learn what it's about when you write it, but you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. Go discover, you go discover. That's where the fun is, is in the discovery. Even though I'm writing about something I did, but that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's just the, mm-hmm. it's, it's really like doing the same scene again and again. And now you find it mm-hmm. differently, find it differently, find it differently. Arts, the arts yeah. are so interesting like that. It's so much overlap. There's so much overlap. And you've seen, of course, you've done, because you've written and you've directed and you've acted, and even though they're connected, they're yeah. different craft each one has its own yeah. you know skill set but it's but it it must still the, the sense of discovery of of aliveness of truthfulness that runs throughout everything yeah. whether it's songwriting or performing or painting or anything seems to me yeah well let me share a little bit about this if this if the, if i might um sure i wrote a i i was given an assignment i think i was either a junior or senior in high school i can't even remember i can't even remember the teacher's name all i can remember is i wrote uh you know it was a free writing assignment and I wrote three or four, you know, like spend the hour writing something Yeah. and turn it in at the end of class. And I think I got either a D plus or a C minus. And I wrote the entire thing from the point of view of a horse in a, in a, um, in a contained field. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the entire three or four or five pages was the point of view of this horse who was by himself in this beautiful but contained field. And, and I don't even know what I wrote. I just know right. POV of a horse in the field. And, and obviously I was probably an allegory or a metaphor for something I was feeling of, you know, sure. containment or whatever. Um, she hated it. She ripped it apart. And she made me, <laughs> I, I, I won't say she made me. I was at a place in my own existence where I allowed her to make me feel like I didn't have any ability or talent to write. Right. And I carried right. that with me for a long, 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 long time. And didn't wow. try again. Like I didn't try wow. to write anything that was personal for a long, long time. Wow. I had to. So, so I would encourage people to hear that if they're out there thinking about their own writing. I, yeah. I've been there. Man. Someone can remove, or you can allow someone to remove yes. your passion for trying. Yeah. Yeah. Very easily. Um, yeah. It's the, the role of teacher is so important. And I do teach. I do a fair yeah. amount of it. And you have to, you have to really, everybody matters. And you can, there can be no, there can be no discouragement. I, I don't care. I you just can't. You don't know what someone is capable of. You have no idea. I think you have to be very, yeah. you have to take, 
have to, you have to treat well, it kind now, of as a holy thing. With a longer lens view, I can point to it and say maybe she did me a favor. Ah, <laughs> because I can ah. flip and find the, the, uh, the other side of this thing. I had to win my way back into, yeah. you know, I, had to, I had to get there. So in yeah. a weird way, I can say, okay, I can choose how I look at that obstacle. Yeah. Like old me would have just said, oh, she fucked up. Sorry. Right. And now no, I'm sorry. And I'm fucking yep. a lot. And she did a bad job and, yep. and whatever. But, and I think all artists should or could do this. Reframe, reframe what you're looking at from a different perspective and see what else yep. you can see. Absolutely. Now I would say, okay, perhaps that was part of the journey for me. If I yep. was going to write and write again, I was going to have to really, really want to, and it was going to have to be really, really important. And for me as an artist, it literally became an artistic empowerment movement. I wanted the role that no one would give me, and I wanted to direct the film that no one would give me. So I sat down and wrote a very personal story because it was so personal to me that eight years of obstacles, I kept coming back to it. I became so persistent because it was so personal to me and I got so invested in it that I was not to be dissuaded. Wow. So I can maybe point to that moment as a moment of she did yeah. me a huge favor. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Because it's, it, no, no, not, but anyway, it's, well, A, that's so much what personal storytelling is anyway. You always want to turn yeah. it around like that. But also, the thing is, it's yeah. nice to be told you're great. It, it's nice to hear it. Yeah. But there's nothing like yeah. someone's telling you you suck for you to say, <laughs> I have to decide it's not going to come from them. Because you live by that sword, yeah. you die by that sword. It isn't yeah. up to them to tell yeah. you. So, yes. see, help, she was a great teacher. I take it back. She was a great teacher. She was just the it's teacher. It's so interesting, right? Yeah. How we want to frame what happens to us, and that's just where I am. That's, that's where great. I am in my life. That's how Man. I. That's, that's my artistic backbone. Blake, this was the fast. This was like a. We were just on a. We weren't on a roller coaster. We were just on the downside of the roller coaster. This was a great conversation. <laughs> you are such an interesting oh. guy. We could have gone for a long time. Uh, Let's see. First of all, if people – you don't have yeah. a website, do you? Shame on you. It doesn't matter. It's okay. Uh, people can find out about you on IMDb. Like yeah, right. Um, you can find me. You hey. can find me. I, I'm on Twitter, although Twitter, okay. I get really political. Uh, oh, so okay, that's good. Probably good not know. the best. Yeah. Um, at Twitter, I'm, um, I think I'm Blake underscore Robbins. Okay. On Instagram, I'm robins.blake, and occasionally, and RJ knows this, I'll go on there if people ask me to, and I'll, do, uh, I'll just do a, a, a long-form Q&A and answer questions for people occasionally. I've oh, done like three nice. of them where I talk about my thoughts about, you know, because I program for film festivals. I do a lot in the film festival realm. I've done a lot of no-budget filmmaking. So a lot of people have questions in those areas particularly, cool. and I'll – and I'll answer their questions to the best of my ability. So right. Instagram is a right. good place for the artists. All you out filmmakers, there. go follow him on Instagram. Do it. You, and you, you can get me yeah. on Facebook. Facebook, right. I, I, you know, I have a fan page, Blake Robbins, and a personal page because, you know, I don't know. Right. Because it's well, Facebook. Okay. But no so website. Blake, no website. That's okay. Blake, 
You don't need a website. Listen, I got one more question for you. I got one more quick question for you. I got to ask you. Uh, you kind of just yeah. answered it a little bit, but I want to put it to you directly. Right. If writing, you've done yeah. a lot of things. Let's talk about writing. If writing has taught you anything, it's taught you what? Oh, shit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's taught me that it, it's, I, I think the biggest thing, I'm just going to answer off the top of my head without the thing that Good. just popped in my head. It's empowered me. Yeah. It's empowered yeah. me because there's so many things out there. Like I can't act unless I give myself a job or someone else gives me a job, but I can sit down and write. I can write today and no one can stop me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if the power goes out and I don't have a computer, I can still drive a pen and, and a yellow pad and write. So I'm yeah. saying of all the artistic endeavors, it's the one that's fully um, mine and mine alone. And if I have something to say, I can say it. So I like it. I, would I like say it. Taught me, it taught me empowerment, creative empowerment, artistic empowerment. I wish it for every actor. Every actor should be a writer, because otherwise you're always at the mercy of the industry. As That's a writer, right. you're at the mercy of the industry in a lot of ways, but not over producing the art form. That's right. And what they should do. That's yeah. good. I like it. I totally, as a writer, I totally agree, 100. Yeah. percent But. Uh, Oh, Blake, you're an interesting guy. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Bill, I had a blast. I wish it was three hours. (laughs) Hey, you you and I can do three hours. Okay. (laughs) All right, Blake, take it easy. Thanks again. Thank you, Bill. Oh, people empower. It's true. It's true. It empowers you. You connect to the thing you always want connection to. When you write, yes, you do. All right, next week, the tables are going to be turned. Someone's going to interview me about everyone has what it takes. That's next week. Until then, all of you, go find something you love to do and do it.